the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. And if you say, hey, every Friday you have Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network on at noon. Where's Jack Windsor? Well, I'll tell you. Jack Windsor is at a meeting of the Ohio Republican Party that is taking longer than we anticipated that it would take. We wanted to bring Jack on live at 12.05 to get the upshot of whether or not Republican Party Chairman Bob Paduchik was able to forestall efforts to oust him as Ohio's Republican Party chairman. Uh, Summit County GOP chairman Brian Williams is trying to take Paduchik's spot. Paduchik says the bylaws of the group do not permit uh, his stewardship of the group to be at issue at this date on the calendar. But the people who were recently elected to the Republican Central Committee, people who are not happy that the Republican Party of Ohio issued an official endorsement of Mike DeWine in the May primary. They say, oh, not so fast, my friend. So Jack Windsor is at that meeting, and I don't know if it'll be uh, as contentious as a an addition of British Parliament or not, but uh, Jack is monitoring, and he said it's uh, taking a long time. So we'll try to get Jack on before the end of the show. The big Intel groundbreaking ceremony is taking place now out in Licking County. And the Ohio State Band is there. Uh, Sherrod Brown and his unkempt hair is there, taking all credit for something he had nothing to do with. This has not been a good week for the White House ops team. First of all, they set up the iconic Independence Hall in Philadelphia, made it look like a a building in Nazi Germany in the mid-1930s, cast Joe Biden in a blood-red light where he looked like something halfway between Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, and Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Now, out here in Licking County, um, the backdrop for today's presidential visit is a couple big old track hoes. With one American flag hanging on it. I know this will not go over well with the ops people at the White House. You really need to raid the Trump ops team. Because any of you who were at the Trump rally in Delaware, I can tell you, that setup was phenomenal. It looked stately. It was patriotic. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's not the look they're going for. Maybe that's the White House not going for the patriotic look. Maybe, maybe they don't want that. I don't know. But... You got to have something be- behind these people besides a couple of track hose and somebody finally goes, oh, hey, wait, does anybody have an American flag around here we can hang on one of the track hose? I mean, it's just not a good look. What, Intel can afford to spend $100 billion here? They can't afford a backdrop? Come on, man. 
Oh, I sounded like the president there. He's not on stage yet. Sherrod Brown is up on stage. We'll uh, we'll try to bring you some of Joe Biden's lies when he gets up on stage. Because well, thanks, Bruce. This is fake Sherrod Brown. So. <laughs> Sherrod Brown. That's a pretty good Sherrod Brown impression. Oh, thank though. you very much. <laughs> but you'll never be able to totally pull off the Sherrod Brown impression because, you know, your hair is I don't not, have hair. You don't have hair. And Sherrod <laughs> Brown has hair everywhere. So I would think as, as long as he's been on the public dole, I would think Sherrod Brown could do get somebody to get that hair under control. But apparently, no. So what's this about with the Ohio Republican Party? And is it a bad thing to be debating who the leader of the Ohio Republican Party is, what, 60 days before the midterm election? This is the job Jane Timken used to have. Jane Timken had it under Donald Trump. The state has turned decidedly Republican. So I would say the Republican Party chairmanship of the state of Ohio is an important job. And the question becomes, is there ever a good time, or you could look at it the other way, is there ever a bad time to get somebody who is more conservative in the position? I think I would say 60 days is adequate. Paducic, he doesn't do a lot for me as Ohio Republican Party chairman. I thought the decision to endorse Mike DeWine in the primary was a really dumb thing to do. If you're going to endorse Mike DeWine in the primary, then you got to go all the way and you got to make an endorsement in the Ohio Republican Senate race as well. Okay? Everybody knew Mike DeWine was going to win the governorship. There was just no way that Jim Renacci and Joe Blystone were going to be able, if both of them stayed in the race, to each capture enough of the anti-DeWine vote to beat DeWine. If one of them had been in the race... I think it's plausible one of them could have beaten DeWine because when you total up the amount of votes that Blystone and Renacci received in the primary, they had more votes than DeWine. So if the Republican Party in the state of Ohio was going to endorse Mike DeWine, then why didn't you take a position in the Senate race? Because a lot of people in the Senate race were stuck. They really liked Josh Mandel. They really liked Mike Gibbons. Trump endorsed J.D. Vance. Jane Timken had been the Ohio Republican Party chairman, and you know, Matt Dolan was the Tim Ryan in the race. He was impersonating a Republican. So they had four choices, and they didn't endorse anybody. So explain to me why it was okay for them to endorse Mike DeWine. This was a bad move, and this was a move that put Paducic in the crosshairs of people who thought it was a bad move and are motivated enough to take time away from their life, run for, and win spots on the Republican Central Committee. So they want to know why they did that, and they don't like that they did that, and so Bob Paducic might pay with his job for doing that. There are also some questions about the financial stewardship of the money in the Ohio Republican Party, which obviously there should be uh, unimpeachable accounting of those funds, but I do not know enough about any allegations of misconduct regarding that money that I would feel uh, qualified to discuss it here on the air. If our friend Jack Windsor gets out of the meeting, if they all stop throwing food at each other, stop yelling at each other, then uh, yes. Oh, I told you this Intel groundbreaking thing would be a collection of uh, people who had no stake at all in Intel coming here. 
claiming credit for Intel coming here? Call it the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. Sherrod Brown. Sherrod Brown. Figure. Joe Biden. And of course, of course, Columbus's do-nothing congresswoman, Joyce Beatty. She's on the stage right now. Would have been racist not to have her here, I'm sure. Uh, Alan, good news, my friend. The Ohio Department of Health says COVID-19 booster shots with the new formulation to target Omicron subvariants BA4 and BA5 are now available statewide. I know you will rush right out and get one, maybe two. And I won't be. (laughs) The Pfizer booster is available to Ohioans 12 years old and older, and the Moderna vaccine is available to those 18 years and up. Doctors are urging Ohioans to get those vaccines now. Yeah, do you guys get the emails that I do from my family doctor about the COVID boosters are available and you got to get vaccinated and blah, 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 blah. Uh, They now say the newer variants of COVID-19 are less severe than the previous ones. Then if I've, can I ask a dumb question? Then if I survived the previous variants and these are less severe, why do I need a vaccine? If you had the vaccine, it's less severe. That's probably where they're going. Probably. They didn't say that. (laughs) I know. Uh, There's now a concern about people who are developing long covid We are just going to make COVID the angel of death. No matter what the numbers say, no matter what the data says, no matter what the demand or lack of demand for COVID boosters is, we are going to make COVID the angel of death. We are absolutely 100% determined to do that. This, I find interesting, comes along at a time where the CDC is now acknowledging that there is data to support a preponderance of myocarditis or pericarditis in young men who got the COVID vaccine. That used to get you banned off social media for saying that young men were at risk of developing myocarditis, which is a heart ailment, a chronic, incurable heart ailment that was given to through mRNA vaccine technology. I I hate to read this number. This number infuriates me. 102,000 males who got the shot. 102,000 males, 16 to 17, who got the shot. Fill up Ohio Stadium with kids, juniors and seniors in high school. That's the visual. For young, healthy men who got the COVID vaccine because they were told they couldn't go to school or they couldn't play sports or something like that, they got the COVID vaccine, and now they have, and they were at no risk of dying of COVID. Zero. Zip. And they got the COVID vaccine, and now they could fill up Ohio Stadium with the ones who have a chronic heart disease. And and can we sue Big Pharma? No, we cannot sue Big Pharma. No, we cannot. Oh, but I forgot. Joe Biden, who's getting ready to speak out at Intel, he told me they really stuck it to Big Pharma. Right, Joe? <laughs> I had a sound bite. It won't play. Sorry. Change of people's laws. I don't understand why this won't play. <laughs> we beat Pharma there this year. <laughs> we beat Pharma this year, and it matters. We're going to change people's lives. Yeah, sure you are. With myocarditis, you idiot. All right, so this was a mistake 
by me in reading the data on the uh, myocarditis. The sample size was 200,000 kids ages 12 to 15 on the COVID vaccine, ages 16 to 17 and 12 to 15. And uh, they have had 14 cases verified of myocarditis. That was the initial study. And then the CDC said, no, that was wrong. Well, now the CDC is admitting that the incidence of myocarditis, which is a health, uh, a myocarditis is a, is a heart defect, a heart, uh, it's kind of an infection disease of the heart. It increases the heart's capacity to pump and, uh, you know, provide oxygen. Uh, the rates are 150 kids per million vaccinated. 150 kids per million vaccinated. Uh, so this number is three to five times higher than the CDC wanted to admit early on. And again, if you said myocarditis was a genuine health risk for kids, you were banned from social media. And it's not the only area, of course, where we were told this vaccine would do one thing and it uh, proved to be not true. Uh, We were told that it would make you such that you could not transmit the virus. That was not true. We were, of course, told that there would be no learning loss, no anything. Everything will be fine. School will be fine. Doesn't matter. It's got kids or kids. They'll be resilient. They'll make it up. We now know. There's been dramatic learning loss in our kids from shutting down schools. We were told, remember we were told, the effectiveness of natural immunity didn't apply with COVID. Didn't apply. Now we know that those of us who relied on our natural immunity from having had COVID and recovered without getting the vaccine, that we have a much better chance of surviving COVID than those who got vaccinated. Because, you know, if, if for the fact alone that we don't risk getting in a car accident every time we're driving to the doctor every other month for a booster shot. We were told that cloth face coverings dramatically would reduce your chance of getting COVID or transmitting COVID. We now know that was not true. And I didn't even get into the harms to society socially and economically from shutting down all businesses. I mean, it's really hard to believe in hindsight that we fell for all of this that we uh, actually stood by and did not have our governor committed for allowing bars and restaurants to be open until 10 p.m. But at 10 p.m. they had to close because why? Some greater risk of COVID after 10. I don't know. So I hope history is brutal in its accounting of how we handled COVID, and I hope we never, ever, ever, ever shut down our country again because we are so gripped with fear. That's what it was, fear, 100% fear. I always thought there'd be no way anybody could ever conquer the United States of America. In effect, we were conquered, and we were conquered by fear. We made people fear for their lives with a germ that we didn't have any answers on, and we ceased everything we were doing. We stole Sports seasons from kids in the spring and summer of 2020. We severely impacted it in the fall of 2020 and in the winter and spring of 2021. We didn't allow kids to have a high school graduation. We didn't allow them to have graduation parties. How many people did we deny the emotional closure to be with their loved one when they died in a nursing home? How many people did we 
send into depression that they never recovered from by, re- by not allowing their children to visit them in nursing homes and hospitals. And remind me again, who in public health has lost their job over this? Is Rochelle Walensky still at the CDC? Yes. Is Anthony Fauci still at the National Institute of Health? Yes. Francis Collins not around anymore. He retired. He took his money. He got out. I mean, it's just incredible that they, you know, if you had your decisions about COVID on a dartboard and you just threw darts at the board and did wherever the dart stuck, you could not have gotten everything as wrong as they did on COVID. And these are our betters. These are the people who are supposed to know. These are the people that we're supposed to listen to now. No, thanks. No, thanks. Not going to do it. Not going to do it again. I, I was right to not get that stupid shot. I didn't let my kids get that stupid shot. My wife was on board with it. I feel bad for people who were in homes that were divided by a spouse who wanted the shot and a spouse who didn't. I know people like that. That's tough. That's a very difficult way to exist. But the number, I, I just, man, we gave kids a shot that gave them a heart defect for the rest of their life. All in the name of fear. All in the name of power. All in the name of control. Despicable. They're still pushing it. I know. And they are. And yeah, younger doctors kids. now. Go get it. Go get it. Younger kids. You're crazy. You got to be crazy. Babies. Now, I will say this. I will qualify it. I have a friend who has a son who had leukemia very young. And so he's very immunocompromised. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense for some people, but it does not make sense for the number of people they're trying to give it to. Now, weird story out of Las Vegas. Very weird story out of Las Vegas. But not weird in the way it's being reported. A public official in Las Vegas has been arrested for murdering a journalist who exposed fraud in the public elected officials department and and exposed another scandal where this public official had an extramarital affair with one of his staff members. Now, what would you like to know about this public official? The first thing I would like to know <clears throat> about this public official is Republican or Democrat. That's what I want to know. Like, did he make my team look bad? Or did he make their team look bad? Well, he's a Democrat. And he murdered, his name is Robert Tellis. He was the Clark County Public Administrator. Was arrested two days ago for the murder, the stabbing death, of Las Vegas Review investigative reporter Jeff German. He stabbed this guy in front of his house. He wore a disguise, walked up on him, kind of portrayed himself as a homeless guy, walked up on him and started stabbing him and killed him. Uh, The cops figured it out pretty quickly. Uh, CBS, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, all reported the story because it's a wild story, right? A journalist who exposed a public official for corruption, murdered by that public official. That's a big story. They all reported the story. None of them reported his political affiliation. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.